It's the Lost Years Pod. Lost Years Pod. Running through this show called Boy Meets World is what we're doing. Sit and tell your friends who will always stand by you. It's the Lost Years Pod. Hello and welcome to the Lost Years, a retrospective fan cast. I'm Tay. I'm Sid. And this is, again, not an episode. Hooray. Hooray. This, I mean, it's an episode of something. It's an episode of the podcast, but we're not doing an episode of the show that this podcast is about right now on account of it being struck content, as you may have known from our last little thing. Can you tell that I didn't rehearse this at all? Um, yeah, we're kind of flying by the seat of our pants here, but we are excited about this topic today. We very much are. And I think the thing that we're going to call this for the time being is Nostalgia Buds, which is adorable um, <laughs> and harkens to our merch. So feel free to check out our merch on the Scavengers Network store. Um, Always good to plug merch right at the beginning of the you show know, before we do anything. <laughs> sometimes people don't listen to the end, so so it's fun to just toss it at the beginning sometimes, and then you then you you got it, you got it, and you know. Yeah. Um, we're here to talk about Taylor Swift, guys. It's been a long time coming. You know, we oh. always need an excuse. Oh, oh! Wasn't even on purpose. Oh, so good. It's just so ingrained in our minds. Yeah, I genuinely, that was not intentional. I just kind of said it. We are constantly looking for reasons to talk about Taylor Swift. And now we have a reason to do it on the podcast. So hello. Hello. Welcome. Yeah, we're specifically talking about Taylor Swift's album 1989 for reasons. <laughs> for reasons. For reasons. Um, reasons you might know. Reasons you may have no idea about. But, you know, because this is obviously a show rooted in nostalgia we're gonna we're gonna get into the nostalgic aspects of it first so you know Sid I feel like we've talked about this before on the podcast but Mm -hmm. how when did you first hear Taylor Swift well uh (laughs) I first heard Taylor Swift back in middle school uh leading into high school because that is when she kind of emerged uh, with her debut album and hearing Tim McGraw, but more specifically Picture to Burn, I feel like I remember Ooh, more than Tim McGraw. And I think it was just neat. Like everyone was talking about her mm-hmm. and it was just really cool to have like a young artist that was also a girl to look up to mm-hmm. because that was, I mean, it was existent, but in that time, like me being that age, just kind of new. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I ended up getting especially into her during her Fearless era and then went to the tour and everything, and that was a hoot and a half. Um, and yeah, I just really like Taylor Swift, and yeah. I'm excited to talk about her today. <laughs> what's, what's your time, Tay? For me, I was, uh, I, I, I'm I pretty sure this was a thing that was like one of my nostalgia things is like the first time I heard Taylor Swift, but I, mm-hmm. I believe it was on an award show, and it was definitely our song. Um, and... Uh, not maybe not an award show. It was on uh, like an American Idol or something like that. Sure. And uh, she played our song with her sparkly little guitar. She was like maybe 15 or 16 at the time. And it was in the same way. It was just like, oh, this is like a, a kid like me. Like I think it was 2005, 2006. Um, and she, she is like writing things about her experience in a way that's like obviously – 
I, as a child, you're not having the same like intense love filled, like middle school child and having the same like intense love filled heartbreaks that she was having in her first two albums. But like, for sure, it was one of those things that felt immediately relatable. Yeah. Uh, in a way that was just like very important as like a kid growing up. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I got the CD for like Christmas or something. Like I remember my stepmom was like one of the first people to tell me about her. And I wasn't super into country as a kid. I liked yeah. occasion like three country artists. One of them was Taylor Swift. So yeah, I don't know. It was it was it was it was such a like weird thing to also kind of grow up with her as she got older. Like she was so close to us in age that we sort of like were also experiencing things with her. Well also like she always felt so much older than me. She's like maybe three, four years older than me at this point, which is like not that much in yeah. the grand scheme. <laughs> um, so it's it's funny. It's funny. It's weird. It's beautiful. I also really love Taylor Swift. And there's a lot of like stuff about like surrounding the culture of being a Swifty that I don't always jive with. <laughs> but like at the heart of it, it is just like really fun and like girly in a way that is just like celebratory. Yeah. That I just love. Yeah. I mean, you you mentioned the thing about lyrics being relatable. Like being a kid and yelling out uh all the small things and yelling out work sucks, I know, and we all thought that we like <laughs> knew what it was, but we super didn't. Yeah. Um <laughs> that's such a great example. <laughs> That's one way. But then like you play 15 and I am sitting there crying because I'm like, I know what that's like. This is weird. And I was around that age. And so Mm -hmm. it's bizarre, but like awesome to be like, I get it. And someone gets me. And that is different because I mean, I looked up to people at the time, like Britney Spears and just like people when I was very small, but like Mm -hmm. we were so far apart that I was singing along to her stuff, but I didn't get it. Yeah. And Taylor's so different and Mm -hmm. continues to be that way through every aspect of my life up until now. (laughs) Like I can put on any song and instantly relate to it. And that's weird. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that's a really good point. I was I'm in the process of trying to um, uh, mathematically rank my Taylor all like all the Taylor Swift albums, mm-hmm. and so I started listening to debut for the first time in like a while. Really, um, yesterday and the day before, and like so many of those songs, I'm so like. I love this. I love this and I'm having a really good time. Yeah. And those songs came out over 10 years, like almost 15 years ago. Almost 20 yeah. years ago? Almost yeah, 20 dude. years ago. Oh my God. And so it's it's <laughs> like, it's it's so fun to have, mu- like, and there are other songs that I, like other artists that I have like spent many years with. I feel like though, as far as like being really ingrained in like the music itself Taylor Swift's probably the one I've been with the longest if that makes sense yeah I think same honestly like I I still listen to people throughout but I've never stuck with someone's discography the entire time like I have with Taylor Swift and that's bizarre yeah and to really be with her from like start to because there's a lot of artists that I got into before they like really like when they had like a few albums already out, right? And I already yeah. had a backlog of albums to listen to, but like I started listening to her at debut at when I was 12 and I'm almost 30. <laughs> and I'm still <laughs> listening to Taylor Swift and I'm still having a really good time. And so I just it's it's such a like weird and wonderful and like nonsensical thing and I just love it. I think what's really cool too. I've seen artists over the years that can relate to young and old people, mm-hmm. but having 
<laughs> flex going to the era store <laughs> this time around um it was so cool despite the show that i was at too but just like throughout all of tiktok and wherever everybody's been sharing all of their experiences it is so cool to see people in their 30s people even well past their 30s like grandparents or like older people just in general yeah. and then the tiniest of kids and everybody is just having a blast yeah. just at her shows and singing along and it's like everybody knows the lyrics and everybody's trying to know the lyrics and dancing and doing all of the chants it's like it's so unique mm-hmm. not that many artists can do that mm-hmm. <sighs> it's really special i started i, I feel like we're gonna we're just gonna keep <laughs> just a full hour of us like praising just here's the things we like um no i this is the last thing i i want to say before we like really get into the structure but like yes yes quote unquote structure of this episode (laughs) um it's been talked about a lot because of also the barbie movie this summer but like the ways in which women (laughs) yeah just like girlhood and womanhood have been celebrated and expressed and like Ooh, no, don't cry. It, it, oh, like, no, don't. <laughs> <laughs> I felt it in my throat and I was like, stop that. Um, <laughs> the ways in which uh, just like being a girl has been so celebrated this summer through the Eras Horror and through the Barbie movie, like they feel very like kindred spirit um i didn't get to go to an era store show you but will. like even just I, I swear to god you will <laughs> don't swear to god you don't know <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna make it happen somehow. we're gonna try we're certainly gonna try we're gonna we're gonna give it we're gonna give it our shot we're the old college shot. try <laughs> give it the old college i said never mind um <laughs> this is just an excuse for me and sit to hang out and chat but no uh <laughs> What was I even talking about? Girlhood celebrating. Other times it's for business. Today is just us hanging out. (laughs) Well, here's the thing. We do the podcast every week, right? Uh Uh-huh. More or less. And most of the time we're pretty confined to like talking about the show, which is fine and good and a thing that we love doing. But afterwards, yeah, afterwards we'll sit on the call and just like talk and catch up because we're friends in real life. Um, And so now we're just doing that during the (laughs) podcast also. Like, this is stuff we would have talked about after recording a normal episode of the podcast. So now we're just doing it for you guys. And a lot of the time, it's what we edit out of the show. Also that. Also that. <laughs> Sometimes we'll get off on tangents and edit it out. Which will be really interesting to see what I actually cut from this episode. Because right. it could be funny to just put it out. <laughs> just splice it you together. Got, you gotta, you know. We'll anyway. see. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> Anyway, all all this to say, like, it's been very fun to uh, this summer just, like, revel in being a girl unironically um, and, like, celebrate that so much with Barbie, but also, like, with Taylor Swift. And I'm so excited for 1989. I could throw up. (laughs) I keep saying it. And it's, I don't, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. It's the best album. It's the best one. Sorry. And if you don't think that, you're wrong. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Um, so now to sort of <laughs> rein it in a little bit. Uh, the first time we heard 1989. Yes. Or the singles, I guess, for 1989. So fun fact, this kind of leads into a little tiny bit of history. And I'm only going to touch on it a little bit. I don't love history. Huh? What? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> You'll heal that in the edit and it'll be great. <laughs> Um, so my first exposure to 1989 was when Shake It Off debuted Mm -hmm. and my, I was an orientation assistant up at my college for my sophomore year and 
that was during orientation weekend and or before they were moving in. So it was like that whole week. And she released it on August 18th. It was actually, fun fact, the same day that she debuted the new album, just announcing that it was going to be coming out October 27th. Oh, really? So she said it. She, this is the best part. She announced it on top of the freaking Empire State Building on a that live stream. That I remember. Yes. Um, for Yahoo.com, which is yes. really funny when you just... that. Yeah. It's a lot of things yeah. together that you don't <laughs> think should be together. But she announced it, and then she dropped Shake It Off that day, mm. which is wild when you think about it. So Shake It Off came out, and our orientation groups, we all had to pick a song. You get... <laughs> Something happened for me. I feel like I missed something. And not not with what you're just the way that this album I thought that Blank Space, which is the second single. We'll I know it, it seems like it came out first. Yeah. But it didn't. Shake It Off got announced. And I no, remember no, no, this. not no, I'm not saying that. I'm saying I thought Blank Space came out before the album was released, but the album came out like a week or two before Blank oh, Space did. Yeah, yeah. Timing's all weird with this album. Why was I not why what was <laughs> Okay, we'll get to it. Uh Continue. (laughs) (laughs) So um, our orientation groups, everybody, we all were split into our respective groups and we had to create such a like a small college thing, but we had to create a a dance basically Mm. to a song and then present it for everybody. And our group, we were looking through some songs and then one of our orientation leads was like, hey, Taylor Swift literally just drops a new song today. Should we do it? And no one knew what it was because it was just the day of. And we were like in the middle of a day and everyone was doing orientation stuff. And so we're like, hell yeah. And so that was the first time I heard Shake It Off. And I remember thinking, this is a fun beat. This is new because I knew older Taylor Swift being Mm -hmm. more country than anything. Mm -hmm. And so it was just a lot of fun and we got to present it. And people didn't believe us that it was Taylor Swift because, again, we were all like in orientation. And we're like, no, it just came out today. (laughs) And so yeah, that was that was my first exposure with it. And then like when the album came out, I remember listening to it. I loved it because I I love pop. I am just that type of person. But like it was a full pop album and it was so cool. Yeah. And I just have 1989 in my head is just my sophomore year of college because that's when it dropped. And <laughs> notoriously the worst year of my college experience for sure and so but it's awesome because like there were bits of it that were to these songs i the the good memories that i have from that were linked to some songs on this album like when blank Mm -hmm. space was out it was like my friends and i were belting it in the car all the time whenever we were going to a restaurant or going thrifting for like some party that we were going to there's always just little moments that it was my favorite album for that time because it was just like oh they're so they're so ingrained in my head. Man, I'm now uh, very confused for myself <laughs> because I don't really know. How did you listen to Blank Space like after the album? Yeah. You listen to Blank Space first and then the album? Is that what you're trying to say? Well, I knew that Shake It Off was the first single because I remember being like, this single sucks. <laughs> yeah. I remember being like... Ugh, the first single is always the worst one. <laughs> it's never, it's never like, and then every single she has, and don't, don't get me wrong, again, like, Shake It Off has its place. It's a very fun song, mm-hmm. but I was like, eh, eh. like, I know you've written better songs than this, you know? Like, as far whatever. as the rest of the album goes, it's one of the worst ones. It's on the, the weak link. Album. It's fine. Yeah. But it's also uh, like, you know, whatever. So <laughs> <laughs> it's better than me. I'll give it that. <laughs> that that's true. <laughs> 
It's very hard to be worse than me, um, <laughs> unfortunately. God, why does she do that? She has a history of releasing a worse single as the first single, and then the second single is always so good. Yeah, because Blank Space rules. <laughs> Blank Space is so... Okay, so let me talk about... Which is why I'm confused, because I remember very vividly being like, Shake It Off, not great. Fun, mm-hmm. cute, whatever. But like, fine. Yeah. And when Blank... I remember so vividly when Blank Space the music video was out, because... Yeah. I think that I, I'm assuming the video and the the song dropped on the same day. And I watched the video and I was like, this is number one, one of the best songs I've ever heard. Yep. It's so good. It's so fun. The music video is great. It's awesome. It's <laughs> really, really good. And I remember I was a junior in, in college at the time. And I remember just playing the music video on repeat in my dorm room. And so now I'm like, I definitely still had an iPod at that point. Mm-hmm. So my guess is that I didn't have the album yet. And so I didn't know that the album was out because I was still doing physical music or like torrenting stuff. So the thing with this too, Spotify was like existent during this time. But this yes. is when she had the weird thing with Spotify where she like pulled her all music of her music. wasn't on Spotify. And so if you didn't have it just on its own, mm-hmm. you would have missed it had it and not Apple been music for- music didn't exist yet. But it was like just on the cusp of existing. Like it, or yes. no, it, 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 had was- just, it had just started because the year before before is when that whole thing with like U2 happened. Do you remember that? Where they just like right. drop music <laughs> and you couldn't get it off your iPod. You couldn't delete it. You couldn't <laughs> delete it. That was a terrorist act. I'm just going to say it. Like the fact that you would put a, an album that I do not care about on my iPod and not let me remove it is insane. Yeah. So there were there were like a lot of things that just happened with that era of streaming because they were trying to make a point and it was like mm-hmm. Taylor and Drake were doing like they were yeah they were very actively like we are not putting our music on streaming services because of the way that people get paid for them which Uh, or don't get paid rather but it's funny now being like you're all over spotify yeah (laughs) we all gave up that battle yeah they did so yeah maybe it was that it was that i didn't have access to it in any other way and so i just listened to the youtube video over and over and over again so i don't know exactly when i heard Yes, I do. I know exactly when I heard the album all the way through. And it's when I got Apple Music for the first time. There you go. (laughs) And I specifically got Apple Music because she did the 1989 tour on only on Apple Music service. Yes. Which is, again, (laughs) a whole thing. (laughs) A whole thing. And so that was the only place you could watch it. And so I got the, and she specifically picked Apple Music because they were like, for everybody who's doing a three-month trial of this, we're going to pay like all of the artists, whatever. And Spotify was like, we're not paying anyone any money that happens during a three-month trial or whatever the the hell it was. Um, And so that's why she specifically chose not Spotify and went with Apple Music. And then she released the tour movie on that and that was the first time where like I never really wanted like I liked Taylor Swift but I never been like oh I have to go to her tour like it was never one of those things where I was like uh, especially because of the way that I like to go see live shows like the thing that I connect with in live shows I don't really get from stadium shows yeah and so um I was never like oh my god I really want to go see it but after the 1989 movie I was like Actually, I do want to go to her tour now. This looks <laughs> fun as hell. Um, yeah. I can't believe I didn't go to this. And I can't remember when I decided that it was my favorite album. But like once I did, I was like, yeah, like obviously <laughs> it's the best one. Yeah. It's the most coherent. It's the most cohesive. She knew exactly because of this was the album that came off red. She knew exactly what she wanted for this album to be. Yeah, I think that just because you said that it leads into one of my little my little tidbits this was her first official pop album like fully pop and 
Red was a mix between country and pop without going either or. And she had even said like she didn't like straddling that line anymore because she's yeah. like, I, I can't fully put myself into both. Mm-hmm. Like I have to just pick one. And so coming out and of country. Red was, still, Red was still mostly promoted on country radio. They yes. didn't promote it on pop radio, even though she had two singles that ended up like popping off on pop radio for lack of a better phrase. They're some of my least favorites ever <laughs> in time. Like we are never uh we are never ever yeah, getting back, we are together. Never getting back together. So bad. Um <laughs> I know you were trouble. Also not a fan. Like I okay, like if I hear them Ow! and I'm in like a good I I never go seek them out to sure. put them on. You know? Like yeah. all of even like Shake It Off, all of nineteen eighty nine, I will just put on and just listen to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. A lot of songs on red. Skip. <laughs> so true. So true. Like they're only just bits and pieces. But this yeah. is the one where I'm like, I, this could be a no skip for me if I just 100%. put it on, just go all the way through. It's the only album I own on vinyl and the only one I repurchase. I will say Speak Now is also very nearly a no skip. Yes. But 1989, I don't know. There's something about it that is so just like magic for me that I'm like, yeah, this one, 100%. I made this fun connection. We all love a track five. This is her fifth album. So there's something about whenever she puts out a fifth thing that is very good. <laughs> I will say the fifth, the track five on this album is not. It's my not the best, track but five. like, <laughs> but especially considering out what of the she woods is right there, <laughs> right? She there's a couple she could have made a track five that she didn't make a track five, and I find that fascinating. She could have made clean a track five, and that would have been that would have made a lot of sense. She even kind of done like Wildest Dreams, honestly. Like, yeah. And that would have made a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah. All you had to do is say is actually worse. It's a song I would listen to. It's a to, fun song. Don't get me wrong. I love that song. It's very cute. It's very fun. Not it's like not track, track five. five. It doesn't make sense to be a track five. I don't know why she she picked that. I feel like she forgot what her track fives were <laughs> for a second. And because after that, they were mostly fun. I think Reputations was delicate. Yep. Which is like, fine. Yeah. Fine pick. But the, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> And then you just loop it all back around with you're on your own kid and you just make me sob again. Yeah. So that's yeah, cool. Yeah. And then we're back. We have a structure. We do have a structure. I forgot I was looking at the thing. Um, Single wise, just because we're on that topic now. Yes. Bad Blood is iconic as hell. That's true. With the music video, when it all dropped, and it was very much pro-women, and <laughs> it well, was like- kind of. Like in a way. You know what I mean? It was one yeah. of those where it was like, we're going to put- Everybody that's big that you know yes. about in this one video. Every woman ever. <laughs> Doesn't this. matter when it's from. Except for Katy Perry. She's not in it. She's not in it for reasons. Reasons. <laughs> <laughs> Mostly because, like, isn't the song about her? Yes, this one's about her. Yeah, yeah. 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 So it's fine. They've made up. They're fine now. Yeah, they're they're fine. And then you have Ellen Pompeo with Grey's Anatomy is just oh randomly God. in the video, as yeah. well as Mariska for from Law and Order SVU. Yes, and it's confusing. But <laughs> she I mean it was it was just it was such a when it came out, I remember it being such a big deal because it was yeah. like, look at how many people we have. And I was mm-hmm. like, How how do you have so many of these people? She has this album is like the most times that I can just like belt these out in the car and I am yeah. or just like anywhere and just have a fun time. And I guess Bad Blood falls under that. When you like when you're in the mood or like you relate to one of those songs a little bit more and then you're mm. belting it out, it's like, oh, I'm I'm having a fun time. <laughs> it's very it's very fun. Also, Kendrick Lamar is in that yes. music video. He has <laughs> he has two verses. Technically, the music video is Bad Blood remix with Kendrick Lamar, and he's got the verses. And some like ad libs on the bridge, um, which we still to this day shout 
out in concert. Yes. Which is good. Um, but it's just so – it's so funny to – I remember it was like a whole big spectacle. I'm pretty sure it came out like during an award show, if I'm not mistaken. I feel it was like the MTV something or other. Her tour started in May and it like dropped about that time. Premiered at the 2015 Billboard Music Awards. There you go. I found it. <laughs> I knew it before I premiered out of music video award. I couldn't remember which one. That's it was the Billboard Awards. May 17, 2015. Huh. Um, and then I think she went on tour. It was not very, that long after it. Yeah, like, very near after it. And what was crazy about that, I just want to say, she was 25 when she went on that tour. So she was 24 when this album came out. And when you think Good about Lord. that, that's crazy. <laughs> she... Mm, that's that's a child. That's a baby. That's a baby. That's a baby. 24 is a baby. <laughs> but she did that thing. Man. Yeah. The, the reason why I was about to link it to the tour was the tour itself was before, obviously, like anything with TikTok, anything like people could watch it live. It was like you had to look on social the next there, yeah. day or be there. And I remember specifically with all the bad blood stuff, she would bring some people on as like special guests to just be in that. And then you would find out who that was like the the next next day. day. Yeah. And it was crazy because then it would be, again, like everyone from the music video would just appear. And then it was like the US women's soccer team because they were a big deal. And then it was like Brian. Yes. (laughs) Just a whole bunch of people like Dwayne The Rock Johnson. And then that tour in general was just like, it was crazy. She she was constantly like wanting to surprise people with that tour. She was constantly just bringing out special guests to perform. Like, I think Fifth Harmony either mm-hmm. came to they were special guests during that. The special guests during it. I, I was trying to figure out if they opened for her, but I don't think they did. I think they were just guests on the on the tour. Yeah, fun fact too. So her openers for that entire tour it was Vance Joy, uh, <laughs> James Bay, <laughs> what, uh, Ray Morris. Heim, which makes sense. Oh, cute. But a baby Sean Mendez. That was Oh, the, that I do remember. Yeah. That was That's a lot of baby. men. <laughs> she had a lot of men opening yeah. for her. That's funny. I do remember baby Sean Mendez being on the tour because it was a big deal when Fifth Harmony was there because of Camila and Sean. Yes. Um, but Fifth Harmony yeah, well, only well. came on as special guests. And I yes. remember they did like work it at one point. Yeah, she, she did like, work it. She, wore, <laughs> she w- learned the dance and wore one of Camila's costumes. Insane. Because um, she had an extra one. So cute. Love that. Love that. So fun. So cute. Absolutely delightful. So yeah, the singles. Did you have more stuff about the singles? I just think, I know like Shake It Off isn't the best. And like Bad Blood was just like the spectacle. The rest yeah. of the singles I think are insanely good. Yeah, 100%. like it's crazy that Blank Space being up there again. That's one of her best songs, in mm-hmm. my opinion. Style, style, so good. Wildest Dreams is up there. If I really am not in the mood for it, I do skip because it's fair. But it's still a good song. But and then beautiful. Out of the Woods and New Romantics, man. Like New Romantics is my favorite song on that album. Yeah, I love that song so much. It's so fun. It feels exactly like the energy I want to have right before I go out. Mm-hmm. And that is like, it's so fun. It's so good. Heartbreak is the national anthem. <laughs> Literally, I just got chills. <laughs> you said it and I got chills. I love that song. I love that song. It's so fun. It's so good. It's perfect. It's perfect. It's perfect. No and notes. it's crazy that it's not on the original album. Like no. we had this talk before the pod <laughs> where it was on the deluxe album. And that's also just crazy 
Yeah. Because it feels like it feels like the epitome of that entire album. Mm-hmm. Mm, it's exactly. the perfect it's like such a perfect pop song yeah and to just not even have that now i'm really excited for whatever she does i know <laughs> i'm, I'm like, so, what did you not okay. include so anyway <laughs> so the singles are phenomenal obviously um well phenomenal yes as a whole you know if we look at a body of work right um so, <laughs> bird's eye view so why are we excited about 1989 now you may ask because she's re-releasing it why is she re-releasing it great question you have so many good questions oh my gosh um <laughs> do you want to come on the show do you want to come do you want to come ask all these questions uh so taylor swift is re-releasing all of her old music you may have heard about this it's been happening for about two years now <laughs> is the first one. And she announced it in like 2019 that she was going to be doing this. Mm-hmm. Um, and she had to do it because did you, sorry, did you know that Kelly Clarkson is the one who suggested she do this? I did. I didn't know that until very recently. And I was yeah. like, that's the best thing I've ever heard. It's so sweet. And it was really fun because she said it and then is now to this day like, yeah, I didn't actually think that that was like one of my doing, but I'm like, Kelly, you told <laughs> You like told her to do it. You tweeted it it at her and she was like, wait a minute. (laughs) Genius. Okay, so the first six albums that Taylor Swift did were signed with Big Machine Records um, and they are all owned by Big Machine Records. Record label nonsense. They own the music. They own the masters of the music. So they make most of the money off of those masters. Mm -hmm. Um, When her label was up, or her record um, deal was up rather, she wanted to be able to own that music, which makes sense. She wrote it. She More than most people, she should have, like, I mean, all people should have ownership over their music, but, like, she, she really wrote of most her of her music. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, like, at the very least, she has a hand in writing all of her music, if not solely writing it herself. Mm-hmm. So Also, her, just really quick, this, yeah. this whole album was creatively, like, she was the creative director on this entire thing. Mm-hmm. Just as, like, another reference, she wrote a lot of the songs that are on, I think, all of them, honestly, yeah. with, like, collaborators. But, like, she is very involved in her music in general. Like, it's not just to the side. And so I think that's also just yeah. an important note. Continue. <laughs> very important note. So once that record deal was up, she wanted to own her music. Uh, she tried to purchase it from Big Machine, and they basically tried to, like, scheme her into making six more albums for them for every one she made for them she could buy one back and she was like no i'm not gonna do that i want to own my music the fact that you're trying to wheel and deal with me like i'm gonna go find a new record label so she did she Mm -hmm. signed with republic records and a deal that meant she could keep her music so she owns all of the music she made after she signed with republic once she signed that new record deal started making new music anything after lover is lover and onward is all music that she has the rights to own but everything before then she was like hopeful that she could eventually come to a deal with big machine to own the rights to her music big machine the owner of big machine scott borchetta terrible man um (laughs) sold the music to well no sorry the record label um big machine records was being bought out by scooter braun scooter braun also terrible man no terrible man thrown in there and it's awful (laughs) Known terrible man for many years for many reasons. Um, we don't like Scooter Braun. There's lots of reasons why. When she found out that Big Machine was being sold to Scooter Braun, she was like, please, can I buy my records? They were like, no. And so the the music got sold to Scooter Braun. She was very upset. He uh, said that she could buy her label, her music back if she signed an NDA that said she could never speak negatively to, about him ever again. 
Of course, and she was not like, do that. obviously, I'm not going to do that. You have several times tried to ruin my life. So yes. I'm just going to re-record all of my old music. So that is why she's re-recording it. So that there is a version of her music out there that she owns, that she has all the rights to, that fans can listen to, that doesn't benefit Scooter Braun. So anything that says Taylor's version is music that she owns. And then the fans know that so that they can listen to the version of the music that she owns. She's basically just re-recording all of the music exactly the way it was with some exceptions with one exception currently that I'm not a fan of that most people are pretty upset no some people like it I'm not gonna she changed one vaguely slut shamey lyric (laughs) I was like what are you talking about (laughs) you forgot I Uh, just when you were saying it I was like out of all of the songs that wasn't coming to my head but yes you're right (laughs) yeah she changed one vaguely slut shamey lyric in like a song of slut shaming so I don't know why she was like one lyrics gotta change there (laughs) Taylor Swift's so funny. I love her. She's wild sometimes. Um, But so she, that's really it. But like, other than that, for the most part, all of the music sounds identical-ish with the like tinge of her older voice, her more mature voice, her more like her vocally older voice. Yeah. And so she's done three so far in this order, Fearless, then Red, then Speak Now. Speak Now came out a month ago. (laughs) It came out at the beginning of July. Yeah. It Um, came out a a single month ago. (laughs) As we're recording this, pretty much. Um, Red came out fall of last year. And then, right? It was November of last year. 2022. Fall 2021. Yeah. No, it was 2021. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's so been a Red while. Came out, yes, she Red did, came out fall of 2021. Because she, she did Midnight's Midnight last year. Yes. And announced the tour and that was a whole big deal correct and so then people were like when are the re-records yeah yeah when she really it was crazy so fearless came out in april of 2021 Mm -hmm. red came out fall of 2021 november and then we were like what's going on (laughs) there's no new music it's been a year and then she announced midnights and we were like so not only have you stopped doing the re-records for a moment you have made a whole new album and the Swifties lost their minds. It was crazy. Then she Mind announced you. the tour. So she was announcing that she was doing the re-records and then the pandemic happened. And then in that time, she wrote Folklore and Evermore. Just two Correct. new albums completely in the same year. Like, yeah. ju- w- the way this woman works. <laughs> the way I, she works. It's just the work ethic is up there. Uh, the devil works hard, but Taylor Swift works insanely harder. Infinitely harder. And... <laughs> She did those, and then, like, at the end of that year, she was like, hey, or beginning of 2021, it was like, hey, Fearless is coming out. And so mm-hmm. then people got really excited. And then we were in Chicago yes. in June, and then we were together at brunch. And Me, then- Sid, and our friend Liz, who was also Taylor Swift obsessed, we were sitting in, like, three different places at the table. There was, like, somebody between me and Sid, yeah. and me and Liz were, like, catty corner, and we're screaming about Taylor Swift during this brunch. And no one else is really as big a fan Nobody of else Taylor cares. Swift as us, but we it's were just losing our minds because also... Red was being released in the fall around or like really it was close like the to week our birthday. Of our birthday, yeah. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> and so it was just a whole time where I was like, happy birthday to us. <laughs> <laughs> um and granted, I don't even like read that much, but no, I was just excited not. about Both the of us fact are like, that eh. something was coming out, and especially yes. with all too well. <laughs> yes. And all of that happening. Did she announce that it was a 10-minute version of All Too Well the same she did day? Not. Okay. No. I couldn't remember if that happened at the same time. No, because I just remember people being really like, is this when 10 Minute is happening? It has to be. There was like a, oh my God, it was like a word search scavenger hunt or something for the titles of the songs. 
Oh man, she doesn't do those anymore. Do you remember that? No, 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 not in the lyrics. It was like, there was like, a, there there was, it was, so the letters were in the the letter that she wrote about the re-release. Yes. And when you put those letters put together, together, it became a website. And then on the website had like the blank spaces of each, um, <laughs> of each, of each like song title that wasn't the new songs. Yes. And people were like trying to figure out what those, they were like guessing the letters or something. I don't know how... I didn't do any of this. Yeah, so the other, other people, crazy people did. The other part with Taylor Swift is that she she likes to do all these things for her. She fans. loves an Easter egg. She loves a game. It's really fun for her. She literally has a the whole song of Mastermind, and everyone's like, she is the Mastermind. She likes watching um, everyone go insane trying to figure out exactly what she's doing. And she's been doing this since she like for first years. started like yeah. it's it's been it going started on off forever way simpler than it is now <laughs> yes well because now everybody on the internet is always losing their minds no matter what's right. happening they're like she wore this one thing what does it mean <laughs> right well but sometimes it does mean something <laughs> i know <laughs> and again she likes watching everybody freak out about that yes so and it was sad because we speak now she didn't have any of that. She just said, here's what the tracks are called because someone had oh, leaked yeah. it. And so then she was just like, okay, whatever. I forgot somebody leaked it. And yeah. we, we all got to miss out on the fun vault track, like <laughs> just people discovering what the heck everything was going to be. Yeah. Um. So I don't think we'll ever get that again. But Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. Um. That being said. So now she <laughs> has um two albums left to go after this uh, 1989 release. And it seems like the order, the everybody is speculating that it's going to be reputation and then debut. She's going to start with her beginning, which or she's going to end with her start because um, then it'll be I'm like full. Circle. I'm Taylor Swift. This yes. is my this is my debut. Which I'm Correct. like that that just gives me chills just thinking about it. That if she mm-hmm. doesn't do it in that order, I'm going to be like you missed out. <laughs> I don't I really. Love, I mean, I love reputation, and like it yes. does make sense for it to also go last. But at the same time, I'm like. There's a lot of speculation that it's going to be harder for her to record Reputation because it's basically all love songs about Joe and they're broken up now. But yeah, but she's dissociating on stage. So I feel like she could do it. That's the craziest thing I've ever seen. It's insane to watch the light just fully leave someone's eyes for 12 seconds and then come back immediately. It's weird. It's so weird because you can see it happening where she's saying this is why we can't have nice things. And there's a lyric about her ex Joe. And then the next one is about her mom. And the way that she just instantly comes back to life when she's talking about yeah about her mom it's so cute but also very sad like the way she used there's like comparisons of the way she used to sing it and the way she sings it now and it's like so it's so wild to watch her just like fully just go somewhere else in her brain for 12 seconds while she sings that lyric yeah and it's interesting because i mean people have said obviously like lover it's in the title of like oh this is love album but honestly the way that i have heard it and also how i interpret it is like reputation was more of a love album and Mm -hmm. then lover was her trying to like hold on to that it's just like oh i'm gonna make this like fully in love but it's not the same level as it was with reputation because a lot of the songs on rep are so love-based and actually like genuinely awesome yeah and so deep it it makes sense why it would be really really hard to do but like lover it's just like yeah she did it like it's still it's hard to sing about those things but like rep is gonna be that next level different yeah she did she did um a couple reputation she did a couple reputation songs recently in la including king of my heart which is like a big (laughs) is very obviously one about joe and then she also did new year's day uh last night 
which is like a very lovely little like like I like it's fine uh slow song about like the simplicity of just like being with someone after after all the like glam and glitz is like gone and stuff which is so sad it's very sad it's very sad because they're not together anymore it's so sad yeah anyway So um, that's why she's re-releasing all of her albums so that she can own the music so that it can be hers and we don't have to, as a collective, give terrible money to Terrible Man. Yeah. And it also like devalues the old music now that there's a newer version of it, right? So like, because then he like, uh, Scooter Braun ended up selling it to like a different record company. And um, I think that they literally like, they tried to work with her and like getting the music back. Mm-hmm. But there was like a reason for that. I can't remember. I couldn't um, find it in the in the quickness. But um, she had to re-record her albums in order to like own her music. So there were three re-records prior to this, as we previously discussed. And last night during her last LA show on August eighth or August ninth, um, eight, eight nine. <laughs> Um, she announced that she was re-releasing 1989. And as we've discussed before, it is me and Sid's favorite album. And so I've been waiting impatiently for her to do this one because I want the the vault songs. I want to know what she took off of this album. And I I wanna I wanna hear it. I wanna hear it. Yeah, and it's it's interesting because again, this was the album way back when that she kind of shifted what she had done previously like yeah. she had started fully to, shifted yeah she started to get into it a little bit with red but at the same time it was that fine line that she'd been walking and so then, like she fully delved into pop and it won like so many awards and accolades and people were just very impressed in the industry the fact that she could pull that off while at the same time in her personal life was just going through a ton <laughs> most people can't pivot this dramatically and stay at the height of what she has done. Yeah. And again, she was 24 when she wrote it and 26 by the time that the tour had ended. And so this was, I mean, you think about that time in your life too and just going through a lot and being a young adult. This was also one of my favorite things about this album specifically. There are some like little hints at love in like the whole album, but it can be so timeless about just being on your own and like dealing with stuff and being like an adult for the first time that's not just like a teen in like high school or just yeah. like being in different spots or like being in love like this was her album where she also went away from what she had also been like pegged as like the the love relationship person that'll like write songs about you or like do anything like there's Again, like little hints at it, but it's not the full album. And so it's really fun because it's just a nice pop album (laughs) that anybody can dance to. And so I've just been I've been so excited to listen to this one. Yeah. With her being now old and very confident. Not old. Oh, my God. Why did I say that? (laughs) Older. (laughs) She's in her 30s now. Like she's getting to do all this. She has me and Tay love the fact she called it her favorite re-record like it's she is so much more confident in this time around and just like feels so in her place and like yeah. this is the first album where she's smiling on the cover like ever <laughs> it's literally it's ever. a whole big deal like oh I, i'm just so excited i'm so excited i can't wait to hopefully be together uh the, the night it comes out or the weekend it comes out um there's a bar near my house that does special like taylor swift um 
just like album release parties every time she's done. They first started with doing, you might have seen it, it went viral on TikTok and Taylor sort of commented on it. But um, the first like, yeah, she did. When they did the, they started doing them, um, I I think after the Red re-release because that's when like bars and clubs started reopening in late 2021. And somebody had like filmed it after she did the, obviously the 10 minute version. Uh, and it, they, it, it went crazy. Um, it went crazy viral on TikTok and, um, she was like, this is amazing. And it's still, it's, they still exist and they're still very fun and they're still very packed. I went to the speak now one with my friend, um, last month and we had so much fun. We had so much fun. So I'm very excited for 1989 and also when reputation comes out, cause that's her danciest album. Mm -hmm. Um, and I just, I'm very pumped, um, to have this album back i and in 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 a version that she owns and i'm excited for the new songs i just oh so okay so we have to talk about (laughs) really quickly because we've been going for almost an hour we have to talk about um all the things she did sort of leading up to kind of hint at this i don't honestly think we can talk about all of them no but at the very least we could talk about the show last night i think that's (laughs) probably the most logical thing to do so there were lots of things that people were speculating the reasons why it was coming out on 8-9. There was like the same amount of days between the release of Fearless and the announcement of Red was the same amount, like 8-9 was the same amount of days from the release of Speak Now to the announcement of what, If 1989. So that was like one. And then obviously 8-9, like that was her last U.S. Um, show for 2023 and then she's going overseas. So there was like all of these things that were pointing to the fact that she might be releasing 1989 or announcing the re-release of 1989 last night as we're recording this. When this comes out, it'll be like last week. (laughs) Um, But there was no way to know, right? Like she is tricky. There was like a thing with like years, months, weeks, days, and the number added up to 13 or something. It was like an insane. There's lots of little small things that we were like, it all is pointing to 1989, but there's no way of knowing for sure. The show starts last night. She has several outfit changes through each era of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, Some of the outfits, <laughs> it's pretty like, she's got several different versions of a lot of her outfits. Yes. Last night, she wore four no two nights ago as we're recording this she wore a new bodysuit that we had never seen before for midnights and it looked very similar to a bodysuit that she wore on the 1989 tour and everybody was like what is this (laughs) this and then (laughs) and then last night during um during i yeah because enchanted's the first one during her speak now era which she normally wears a A big ball gown big pretty ball gown and she got a new one for the Speak Now um, release. It was a purple dress. Gorgeous, beautiful. Last night, she comes out in a blue dress. Sky blue dress. <laughs> Big, blue, beautiful ball gown. Halter neckline. I am texting our friend chat, <laughs> our friend group chat, just like, what? <laughs> There's a new enchanted dress. And we're like, hmm? What it's do you blue. mean? <laughs> it's the last night of the tour. What do you mean there's a new dress? It's blue. It's it's the color of uh, 1989 is blue. Oh, the other thing that happened two nights ago, um, the bracelets blinked blue five times at the end of the show. And the night before the Speak Now announcement, they blinked purple three times. Third album, fifth album, blinking bracelets. So everybody's like, it's happening. Um, so that night, the, the Enchanted dress is blue. Okay, she moves on. After Enchanted, I'm pretty sure she does like red. Um, After Enchanted, she does red and then she switches into folklore. Right. 
Her folklore dress, also blue. Sky blue. <laughs> brand new. It was really brand confusing. New, <laughs> new dress. And that's the one that I was like, guys, the, <laughs> the dress is blue. The folklore dress is blue. Also, after folklore, she does Speak Now. During Speak Now, she's had three different nope. color. 1989. 1989. Why did I say speak now? <laughs> During 1989, she's had three different colored, um, like two two piece sets. She's had a red one, a yellow one, and a green one. She's been wearing the, one of those three for the entire tour. And then during the secret song, she'll put like a little sort of like duster dress over it that matches a color, either red, green, or for the orange one, it was yellow. And <laughs> during the folklore set, I messaged our group chat and I'm like, wait a minute. What if the Speak Now set is also blue? Speak Now, 1989. What if the 1989 set is also blue? And 1989 comes up. She's wearing a blue two-piece set. And we're like, okay, it's happening. It has to be happening, right? There's no way it's not happening. And it would be so um, cruel if it didn't happen. And the, she knew that. If, if oh my God, <laughs> if she hadn't announced it, I would be dead. I would be not here today to talk with you all. So she goes into the secret set, the like surprise songs set. And she's wearing her blue duster and she starts giving the speech of like, this tour has been so lovely. Like you all are so loving and supportive of each other and you're so loving and supportive of me. And when I wanted to re-release my albums, you guys were behind me a hundred percent. And today is the eighth month <laughs> and the ninth day. <laughs> she knew. It was, uh. And uh, she puts on the big screen, the announcement of 1989 coming out October 27th, which is, I realized today, Halloween weekend. So, And also is the same day that it was released. Yeah. <laughs> she did it October 27th, 2014, and she's doing it October 27th, 2023. Why? That's, <laughs> I did not mm -hmm. put that together. Yep. Even the whole time we've been talking about, that's. But wow. you're right, it is Halloween weekend, so there's a lot happening that weekend. <laughs> there's a lot happening. Listen, I don't care about Halloween, I do care about Taylor Swift, so what do you think I'll be doing? <laughs> <laughs> I requested off of work, um, I had sent a message to my, I, like I emailed my boss and I was like, oh by the way, I'm requesting this weekend off, and then I was like, I know this looks like Halloween weekend, that's not why I'm requesting, I don't care about Halloween, I'm, it's Taylor Swift weekend, that's what's important to me. <laughs> I need these days I have off. priorities. Yeah. I will be listening to this album and bopping around to this album. And that's that. Yes. Um, wow. I didn't even realize that she was releasing. Like almost. It's crazy. Um, she has plans. Nine years to the day. That's <laughs> insane. Yeah. She's a mastermind, you guys. So that's coming out. And, and then she sang New Romantics, which was the last song of 1989 that she hadn't sung on the Eros tour as a secret song. Surprise song. Um, <laughs> it's the same. <laughs> it's the same thing. Uh, and I passed away, actually. And I died. And yeah, here we are. I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm very excited. I don't even know how to truly express how excited I am. One of the funniest things to me, just her in the time now of doing the Eros tour, does 44 songs, three and a half hours. It's a whole big deal does a couple surprise songs in there, whatever. When you look back at her 1989 world tour and you just see how short as hell that set list is, just because that was like typical, you know? Yeah. It's not like she's always been doing this, but it's How many really songs are on it? There's like... 44 is an insane amount of songs, frankly. Yeah, I mean, you're right. <laughs> um, <laughs> she had 17 songs with an encore of 18. Wow. And only one of those 
was a secret song. Or no, really? she did she did add surprise songs. Um oh, okay. but it was it was like one in place of yeah, you are in love. So it was only 18 songs total. Wow. And it's just crazy to think about. That is wild. Because now she's out here doing all this <laughs> and making us a little bit delusional every every freaking night. Do you think imagine going to like any Taylor Swift show after do you think she's going to do shows after this because I wouldn't I'd be done. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I know that she loves performing. She does. And so I feel like if she ever does more albums, which maybe she won't, but like how do maybe you do a will. normal how do you do a normal set after this? Like I don't know. And watching like seeing the stage production of yes. now versus any other time, it's like it's, I mean, it was big crazy. for 1989 reputation, like but when you when you look but specifically so at 1989 different. with like her catwalk and everything, yes, it's so thin and yeah. small. And there were other elements to it where you know it would move at some points, like it was built mm. for. Oh yeah, it's lifted <laughs> out of the ground and spun around. I forgot about that. <laughs> but like now, it's the freaking clock pendulum or like the whole diamond, like right in the middle. It's massive. Yeah. There's so many like LED screens with it and all the of pedestals. the design with it. It's yeah crazy. It's like light sensitive, like or like pressure sensitive yeah. where lights come on and it goes up and down so smoothly. I really want to know the mechanics of this stage. Like I'm so it goes up and also all the way down. It's too it's <laughs> <laughs> Day's just moving her hand up and down so many times. But you know what I mean? There's no other way to describe it. No, you're right. It's really big. I don't know how I don't know how you do anything after this. Like this is This is when I okay, so when I made that dumb TikTok that went stupid viral and was just talking about the fact of like, I don't know what she's gonna do. Like and I had the whole quip about is this the end of Taylor Swift? I don't think that, but like that's how I ended that video. And I'm like, but I don't I don't know what she could do after this. Like in all in all love and respect, I'm like, yeah. how could you keep doing it? Because this is like, this it's feels so very big. finite. It's of so like, massive. I know that it's covering all the albums that we didn't get to tour, but like. Also, her entire back catalog <laughs> in a way that, I mean, not all of it. We've, we've neglected debut aggressively, which I'm fine with. Yeah. Um, it's okay you know, for a surprise song. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Um, but it is just so, it's so fascinating. It's so fascinating. Yeah. Um, another thing, if you ever, <laughs> if you listen to 1989 and like Tay, I think I sh- should watch it uh, or just if you ever want to watch the world tour, um, it is on YouTube. It is one of the worst edited videos I think I've ever watched to the point where it can just be, you know, it takes you out of it because there's so many little quick jump cuts. Oh, you mean the actual editing of the... Yes. I thought you were talking about somebody like cut things together. Yeah, it's no, very no, no. 2010s. <laughs> it's very 2010s. There's a lot of jump cuts. Yeah, it, it's um for no reason. <laughs> really? Like, there's... That was the vibe. <laughs> I, I get it, but it's so bad. Like, it really yeah, just puts it happening. in that. Because, again, 1989 is one of my favorite albums. And if I go to watch it, I'm like, oh, I have a headache. <laughs> Because that's honestly so many cuts. I will say too though, 1989, that tour is where I was like, oh, she can kind of sing. Yeah, no, it's it's awesome. Yeah. Like she's like, she's got she kind of got a voice. Like she's not like riffing Ariana Grande, you know, <laughs> but like for what she's doing, she does it well. Yeah. And I, also what she was going through at that point, like it's really impressive that she could do that at that that's point in true. time. Yeah. Which is why I'm happy that she's We'll reclaim it a little bit with this album. Um, but I will say the world tour, she filmed it 
in Sydney, Australia, which is where one of my favorite bits in like the <laughs> chance of all time just came from for reasons <laughs> totally unknown. <laughs> um, <laughs> because it's really funny. Like being at the show, it was so funny because that song would come on and people would still be just chanting, Sydney. Sydney? And I was like, yes, <laughs> this is <Sydney>. for me. <laughs> like we are in Nashville, Tennessee, but everybody is not singing Nashville. Everybody's just yelling out Sydney still. But yeah, it's uh, it's great. It's great. Taylor Swift's great. We like her. And... I think an hour is enough time for us. These are supposed to be short. I knew this wasn't going to be short. No, no. Honestly, the fact that we kept it to an hour is really a testament to us. And I think we could have kept going, which is the problem. We 100% could have kept going. (laughs) And so we're not going to. You're welcome. Um, But you're you're welcome. Yeah. Um, And thank you for listening. Um, Do you want to? This is the end of the podcast. Oh, yeah. Um, If you'd like to follow us on social media, you can find us on... (laughs) Twitter, Blue Sky, TikTok. It's been a while since I've done this. So now I'm like, where are we? Where um, are we? Who are we? Yeah, Twitter, Instagram, Blue Sky, TikTok. YouTube? Yeah, YouTube technically at the Lost Years Pod. Uh, we'll post when episodes drop and other things like that and let you know when things are back to normal. But I don't know if that will happen for a while. So <laughs> yeah, I, I heard a thing that SAG is prepared to strike for six months. So, oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll be here. <laughs> We'll be maybe doing this thing for <laughs> whatever um, this thing is. Yeah, nostalgia buds. Um, and we'll figure it out. And if the format has to change again, obviously we'll keep you posted on that. But you know, this is this is the plan for the foreseeable for now. Ooh. So you know, feel free to still email us what you're nostalgic for at yeah. lost years at the lost years pod at gmail.com and um, we'll read your email on the show. And uh, you can find me on the internet at Taycro, T A Y Y C R O, or it's Taycro on Twitch. I'm pretty much all the places, Blue Sky, TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, X, that's Twitter. No, um, I'm not calling it that. Nobody's <laughs> calling it that. He's so fucking weird. Um, and sometimes I'm on Twitch. Uh, hopefully I'll be able to get back to that in the fall. My life is going to calm down after this month. I hope, fingers crossed. So um, hopefully I can get back to, to Twitching because I, I do miss it. And there's some games I want to play the the that new like greek god musical game came out oh yeah and i really want to play that oh that'd be fun yeah i am on the internet at sudsley so twitter instagram tiktok blue sky the threads and twitch <laughs> it's like what what is that one um yeah i'm i'm everywhere there and just posting per usual <laughs> so so come hang. <laughs> come hang, bro. Come hang out. Um, uh, and if you want to hear, <laughs> I remember I was listening to the other thing we did about Taylor Swift today, and uh, we ended it by saying, if you want to hear us talk more about Taylor Swift, or if you want to hear more about Taylor Swift, talk to either of us. <laughs> just talk to me. Or just, just reach out. <laughs> reach out if you want to talk about Taylor Swift. Um, we'll be on the internet and always eager to do so. Um so I think that's it. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time. Your Tay. Your Sid. Just like it's always been. What else do you need to know? Bye, fam. Bye, fam.